Welcome back to Sarah from Texas. Today I've got Nat from You Know Nat. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh my I'm gosh. Doing well. So I found you on TikTok. I am obsessed. Tell me how you first got started <laughs> on TikTok. And you're on Instagram too. Tell me where everywhere you're where you're at. Yeah, so I'm on, I'm you know Nat on TikTok mainly. I also have an Instagram. You can follow me on either socials. Um, I, I actually got started kind of on accident. So I've actually been on the TikTok app um, since it was called Musical.ly. So I've always kind of liked making like funny videos. Even back in the day, I'd take my old digital camera and make lip sync videos and email them to my friends as a joke. Um, so I've always kind of liked video editing and playing around with it. Um, but I wasn't really on there in a meaningful way besides kind of like a hobby. Um, and when Scandaval broke, I was a new mom. I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, I had left my profession of being a veterinary technician and now I was at home with a baby and didn't have anybody to talk to reality TV about. Um, right. So Scandaval broke and I woke up from a nap to the news and I just kind of picked up my phone and put the TMZ article behind me and said, this happened today. Can you believe it? Does anybody want to talk about it? Um, and I was surprised that people did want to talk about it. And at the time, I had no clue that anybody on TikTok was even talking about Bravo. I was so deep into mom talk that I was just like, I'm a mom all day. And then I get on my TikTok and I'm just watching people be a mom. And so I was really excited to start having people that wanted to talk about reality TV. Um, and then I started realizing that there was a big community on there. Um, yeah. And so just because of that, my videos kind of started with me being like, it's nap time at my house. This is what I'm watching. This is what's going on. Um, and I was able to build kind of a little community. Uh, and then through that, I've got to have like a lot of cool opportunities, was able to start making a little bit of money. Um, and I've been able to kind of stay home with my son and do this, which is a really fun hobby for me. But like I said, it's, it's kind of gotten me some cool opportunities. I've met a lot of amazing people. Um, and that's what brought me here today with you. I, you know, the best part is the people that I've met. So um, it's a fun hobby and it kind of happened by accident. Um, and I've just always been obsessed with reality TV. So, yeah, I love that. So I knew, so I'm 50. So when you said that you were using Musical.ly, let's just say I could probably be your mother because I have children <laughs> that I remember when Musical.ly came out and I was talking to them about, okay, now make sure you're not obsessed with the likes and the way if there's me, <laughs> you know, I was like mortified about social media. So the fact that you were a musically user, tells yep. me you're quite a bit younger than I am. Oh, maybe a little bit. I was pretty, I was like the older crowd on musically. <laughs> yeah. But reality TV brings us all together. And the same with me a couple of years ago, I had nobody to chat jeff lewis live about so all of a sudden i started going live going you know what there's got to be other people besides me that listen to him and right. from that i realized oh my god there's blogs there's facebook accounts there's fan accounts there's 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 podcasts it's so fun you're right and i'm so glad to have finally met you from uh from our love of reality tv because i love chatting everything with you about it 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely I first saw you, you know, you're going live every day. So scrolling through my TikToks, you would come up and I was just like, wow, another reality TV lover. And I love that you cover the Jeff Lewis stuff because I'm really into like the housewife and kind of the summer house, some of those shows. Um, and so I felt like you kept me up to date on like the other side of Bravo, the Jeff Lewis side. And, and so I love that so much. I kind of felt like we completed each other in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how your, um, your TikToks are very, like you cover everything. Like even if someone is coming into it, you kind of give a little background, but that's where you said like your digital editing comes into play because you're, you're also your Tic Tacs keep me engaged. I'm 50. I can't figure out all of this technology. The, if I learn anything new, I'm so freaking excited because I feel like I know nothing. So like if, if you talk about a green screen, oh my God, when I finally got one of my kids to teach me how to do that, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Look, I can put a picture up behind me. I mean, yeah, anyway. yeah, that's something. I just, I love that stuff. I love that part of it. And another part, it's just, it's an outlet for me to be creative. I get to do all of the editing and I'm also really passionate about music. And so I like to get the, you know, the music right in there. Um, so really it is like a creative passion thing for me, um, yeah. which makes it, which makes like it fun. Like you said, you're a new mom. So it lets us know there's other stuff we can do. Like we deserve to have our own thing. So I love that right. for you. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm I'm not just a mom. I love being a mom. Um, but it was really like, you know, you, when you're a new mom and you've left your career, it's kind of like, who am I now as a mom and who was yeah. I before? Um, and one thing I knew for sure was that reality TV is like in my core, can't get away from it. I've always loved it. I've always been the person that would invite my friends over and say, you have to come see this you know, episode of intervention, or you have to come watch this reunion. These ladies are yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, so I knew that that is like, at my core, I'm just obsessed with reality TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. So you're quite a bit younger than me, but I literally probably the first one I ever watched was MTV's Real World episode yeah. one, season one. And I was, mm -hmm. they were, they were promoting it. I was like, these seven strangers are going to live in a house with cameras, like no script. This was so fascinating to me. Just fascinating. I love all of it. Now, do you like the drama or do you kind of want them to get along a little more? Like, what do you think about like season 11 of Vanderpump Rules? That's, let's chat season 11. Give me your thoughts. Okay, well, I'll say I like the drama on screen. It's much more fun to watch it than have it in your own life. So I appreciate that. Um, and I love watching it. Uh, Vanderpump Rules, I mean, getting into this season, it's kind of tough. I was I was more hopeful. I'm, I'll say I'm disappointed a little bit. Um, I feel like Lisa Vanderpump is kind of ruining the season by really like forcing the Tom comeback. I think that a lot of people are kind of turned off by the way that she's really pioneering them all to forgive Tom and to be in these situations that they wouldn't organically be in. And I think that the viewers can kind of feel that, that this is so inauthentic uh, that it just doesn't feel like a show anymore. Um, so I wish they would have done this season a little bit differently. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about it? You've been watching, right? We're five episodes in now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. My recaps have pretty much been, you know, episode four. I was finally excited because I felt like it finally got good. I also feel like a lot of, and, and for me and you, obsessed with social media and following all these other accounts and stuff, I feel like we saw everything already. 
And that's such a bummer. Like we know everything. Not only do we know what's going to happen, I freaking know what Lala wore on a lot of these occasions. I'm like, oh yeah, I've already seen that outfit. I mean, what the hell? Like, I don't want to know everything. I'm not even one that loves to watch the like seven minute preview of next week's episode. I don't want to know it. I know I'm going to watch it live. I don't want to see it in advance. It kind of ruins it for me. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I think with all the podcasts and we just know too much now we almost know more than the show is showing us which goes back to it just kind of feeling disingenuous i think um it's funny i almost feel like i have more footage in my own camera roll of just like screen recording when they were live and what they were putting on instagram of the pool party that was shown in the beginning of this season i feel like i had more footage of that myself than we got on the show so it's just a weird thing it's just a weird kind of corner that they've turned after this scandal well, and even weren't they using Sheena Shays, you know, what did they call her like vlogger or whatever, you know, but they weren't, yeah. they were using her content from last year in to kind show. of put in the, to kind of fill in the blanks. They were literally, I feel like if you're going to do that stuff, it should maybe be where none of your content can come out until after the season. Yeah. Airs. You would think that they'd you know? have some kind of totally some kind of regulation on that. I guess Which not, I understand though. they want to, especially she, Sheena Shea is brilliant. By the way, she was on Jeff Lewis Live last week for the first time ever. She is a fucking boss. So She's they smart. get there and they're talking. So Shane is um, Jeff Lewis's assistant. He does everything for him or he does a lot for him. He could not even text Sheena Shea directly. He had to text like her attorney, her marketing manager, her agent, her whoever, yeah. like this guy named Mark. No one can even text Sheena. Sh- well, I don't know about no one, but I was like, wow, girl, get it. Like, I had yeah. no idea. No, it she's smart. Her clean of things, she said, like, so mistakes can't be made, like scheduling where she needs to be, what time. I know she I know all these people want to make money on their content. That makes sense to me. But when you're already getting paid by Bravo and Vanderpump Rules and the production team, I feel like your content of current stuff needs to air after it airs on TV. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard one. You would think that Bravo would have kind of more rules in their contract about that or something because we're definitely seeing like the downfall of that, the downside. And just a show like this on Bravo, at least, has never really gotten the attention of full paparazzi everywhere they go and people really being that interested. So it's just, it's a new time and it feels like a different show and that it's not, they're trying to keep it the same. So we'll see where that goes, but I'm not loving it, I'll say. Yeah. And I felt like on, on season nine, I was talking my friends in to keep watching Vanderpump Rules. Like my husband died out years ago. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> these people are so old. They're freaking bartenders still. Like this, this show is just on and on. It's just them Jack's cheating and Stassi. I mean, it was just, they were all just cheating they within each other. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that we got season 10, that show would have died out without Scandaval. And now I feel like something else needs to happen. Otherwise, I feel like the show is going to die out again. And I do not think the Valley is going to be the savior that Jax and Brittany are hoping for. No, I don't think that spinoff is going to be the end all like they thought. I think maybe they thought some of the Vanderpump crew would transition over to that show. Uh, but I don't see people being as interested, I think, as they would like. And now we've got all this Jackson Britney stuff going on. Who knows? So tell me I, what I you mean, know I'm about gonna... Jackson Britney. 
Well, so we know that they kind of weren't living together. It looked like Brittany on social media was living in a different house. And what I've heard about that is that she apparently had a different house that she was like renting to shoot her Jenny Craig ads in. So it seemed like she had maybe moved to that house. People were noticing on social media. Then she came out on the podcast and she said, yeah, we are taking time apart. Then we saw Jack saying that they're not. Now TMZ is saying Jax is lying and they are, which seems like that is just seems so Jax to try to be like controlling the narrative still. Absolutely. And Brittany's like out there. So uh, it's wild and who knows what to believe, right? But didn't we hear that this is actually the second home she's rented? So that tells me this is not a, oh my God, we got into a big fight. I'm going to go rent a house. By the way, I mean... Tom and Ariana are freaking living in the same house. Not all the time, but I mean, Jackson and them have this toddler together and she feels for her mental health. She needs to live separately from him. That is really pointing towards a divorce in my eyes, especially her latest Instagram story. Did you see that yeah. yesterday? No, which one? Her Instagram story yesterday. So Jax put up something stupid about, um, you know, Girl Scout cookies and trying to lose weight or something stupid. He put that up a couple of hours before her podcast went out. You had to know he was told this podcast was going to drop, right? I mean, it used to be theirs together. And now this week right. she had her friend and co-host from the Valley on instead of Jack. So that tells you right there, they're not even able to fake it and do the podcast together. You know Anymore. what I mean? Yeah. But she put up yeah. something about you know, some, one of these, you know, mommy things. If I, if I'm strong enough to give birth and I'm strong enough to be the woman to make decisions to better my life, something like that. I did see, from it? yeah, if I'm strong enough to make life, then I can change my life or something like that. That's very telling. Yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, I think it must be real, right? Because they do have this toddler involved. I would hope that this isn't a publicity thing. It's yeah. really sad. And I thought it was surprising, too, to hear that Brittany has left the family home. Um, and the yeah. only thing I could think of was that maybe she did just already have another rental that she was comfortable in because she was, like, filming stuff there. But still, it, it doesn't sound good. And it doesn't sound good that they're not on the same page. The Jax isn't going along with what she's you know, it doesn't sound like he's respecting her wishes. He's trying to cover it up. Who he's knows so what we're It's so Jax. And, it's... and and then we got those pictures of her actually packing her stuff up and moving. And it seemed kind of like one of them, she's like holding up a toilet paper, like rolls of toilet paper up above the fence so that they can be in the picture. Uh, and at that point, I was like, is this? I mean, how do we know if it's real or not? I, I guess... I guess we're going to have to watch. It feels like a obligatory watch, but we're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. March 19th. Is that when it comes out? I think the eighth episode of Vanderpump Rules is supposed to roll into the valley. Oh, that's what they're doing. They're going to do one of those. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. I yeah. Get it. It's going to be like how, uh, how Real, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills rolled into Vanderpump. And now we're going to yep. get a scene with, um, I think with Jax and, the Toms, maybe Tom Schwartz, and then oh, that's that going to kind of roll us into the valley. So should be interesting. I'm at least excited for that transition. Those are epic. <laughs> I mean, how rich are these people? I mean, the the rumor is that she's spending $15,000 a month on this rental. 
that's a shit ton of money. I don't care if it, you and I don't live in LA. Fifteen thousand right. dollars a month? month. That's a lot of money for one person. It's not like they've got ten kids to live. I mean, give me a right. break. Yeah, especially when they've been off TV for so long. I guess that shows how much they're making in these brand deals and these social media. I know that Jax was on a show. I think he was like saying that Britney made a million dollars off her Jenny Craig ad. That's a lot just for advertisement. And now that they have a show coming back, yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Well, they had to be hard up for money for a couple of years when they were off Vanderpump Rules, though. And I feel like, I mean, Scandaball, as much as everyone wants to hate on it, it has made a lot of those people a lot of money. A lot mm -hmm. of money. And I don't feel for one second that Jax and, and Brittany would be back on the Valley, even though Jax's Instagram says, oh, I've been working on the Valley for two years. What? Like, yeah, I don't believe anything he says. But I don't want to That's say too so much about him because I don't want him to block me because I'm not blocked by Jack <laughs> Taylor right now. So, well, yeah, that's another thing is that he's been like very vocal about I've been working on this show for two years. This is my show. I was the one that pitched it. It's my idea. Um, but I think we all kind of know that this is people want to see Kristen after Scandaval. We all want to see the old people. So I don't think it happens without Scandaval either. Um, and I thought that was so funny that he's been like posting so much about that, but I don't want Jack. I don't want Jack's to block me either. Um, I would like to go visit Jack's studio city next time I'm in LA. So, uh, you know, oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love your coverage of that. Um, oh my gosh. Um, so what is your favorite show right now, since we both agree that we're not into season 11 of Vanderpump Rules? Oh, that's such a hard one. I'm kind of in this like transition period. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is ending. Vanderpump yeah. is not as entertaining as I would like it to be. Um, so I'm trying to look into kind of the TLC shows. I've been trying to get into Smothered a little bit. I love that show. I haven't oh seen a lot God, of- Oh my God, we can talk Smothered. I would love yeah. that. I feel like <laughs> I'm the only one that chats Smothered. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of this current season, but I've watched all the previous seasons. So that's something I'm going to pick back up for sure. Um, that show is crazy. And I love the, uh, the alternate of that is like, I married a mama's boy. I watched that yep. as well. Those are great. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh my so God. <laughs> love that. Um, I love that you love 90 day fiance. So what is going on? Your coverage of Michael and Angela. I'm obsessed. Okay. What is going on? Where is he now? So get us all up to date on Michael and Angela from 90 day fiance. Okay. Here's like the cliff notes. So Angela and John Yates go on a live stream and they announce that Michael is in America, that he's been in America for two months. And if you guys know, this has been like a long story, a lot of years of trying to get him over to the States and trying to get him on the 90 day visa. So he's finally here. We're not supposed to know because apparently they're currently filming for TLC. Um, and they announced that he is here and he's gone missing. They don't know where he is. Angela is like crying in the background of the live stream. She's saying that, you know, she's worried that someone hurt him, that he walked out the door. They saw him on camera go around the corner and that nobody's been able to contact him. So at that time, it was just them on live. We don't have any police reports, but they are saying that they're, in, you know, in communication with the police um, and Eventually, it sounded like he was reported as a missing person. 
but there was some kind of discrepancy because he did leave on his own free will, apparently. What is that? I just looked up his Instagram because I knew you were saying how we weren't supposed to know that he was in America. And I don't follow him, but I had looked up during all this drama, January 18th. So we know now he pretty much came right before Christmas to be with Angela, right? January 18th, he posted on his Instagram a picture of him and Angela at an airport. And it said, guess, question mark, question mark. And then laughy emoji, USA, world, USA. So they weren't Ugh. hiding. We just, nobody was paying attention to Michael. That Yeah, yeah. But look, two days ago, he posted, and it says, you know, the location at the top, it says Nigeria, Africa, as if he went back. Two days ago? Two I days ago, he posted and said, I am okay for now. I will explain. He said, this is very embarrassing, but had to be done. I am not a prisoner. Locked doors, windows like a slave. No one should be treated like this. Wow. Only I had 96 not... likes. It's like nobody even pays attention to what he's posting. I had not heard his response. I'm going to reshare this. Because oh I'm like, people gosh. need to know. I was wondering if and when he would kind of speak out or say anything. Because yeah. it's good to hear something from him. Because all we knew was that he was missing. And then he called the cops and said, you know, that he had taken pictures of his passport. Um, and that he had to flee. And he was afraid for his life and didn't want Angela to know where he is. So... Why has not TLC put something out? Why hasn't the police put something out? Or have they... I need people to cover 90 day fiance. Like it's their full-time job. Like I need, <laughs> I need, uh, I need to know. I don't need to just happen upon Michael's Instagram and look that two days ago he posted my goodness. Yeah. Oh, there is so much. Stuff, PLC. <laughs> yeah. You would think that they would make some kind of statement, whether he was really missing or not, or what the deal is. You know, there was production apparently working from them and all we're getting is like live streams of Angela. So it's kind of fishy. Two or three days after she says he went missing. I'm like, right. when did, I don't know the facts. When did she call the police? Why did she not call the police instant, instantly? I noticed and made some posts about it on Sunday. She was posting all these random like Instagram stories like her husband wasn't even missing. She made a TikTok duo with some lady about Wendy Williams documentary. Right. And I'm like, your hus- this is Sunday. You're, and you know it's current because it was about the Wendy Williams documentary that was going right. on. And he had been missing since Friday. And then the highs and lows. She was blaming him. Like, you left. You're a scammer. And then it was like, I was really worried about you. Which yeah. is it? Well, yeah. Oh she God. started leaning into, like, we're in the South. And he walked down a country road. And we don't know what happened. Like, she was really leaning into that. Like, somebody might have done something to him. Yeah. Um, and that was a big part that I was, like, wanted to report on it and get people kind of get their eyes out looking for him. Because that's serious. But then in the same live, she's like, but I knew he was scamming. And if he comes back, we can talk about why he did this. And so yeah. it was just a wild ride and yeah hopefully he's safe I don't know I mean I, I just don't know. know why we don't have an update but clearly you know it was four hours between when his life and when John Yates life ended and then when they came back at night and then John Yates opens up with right after we ended the live he called the police and let them know he was safe okay then why did y'all go four hours between to let us know Right. Like for four hours, we're thinking, where is he? What's going on? Is she worried? And then if you heard Skyla, her daughter in the background, 
I mean, Skyla and Angela were pissed off. They yeah. were definitely blaming him as a scammer. And Angela's like, I'm going to have a documentary done. He, right. I've known he's a scammer for all these seven years and I'm going to prove it to y'all. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? Then if you knew he was a scammer, then you're in trouble with the, the government for bringing over someone because you right. just yeah, brought him over. <laughs> that might be a documentary she doesn't want to make. Yeah. If you knew from the beginning, then what were you doing? I mean, did you think that you're going to yell at him enough that he wouldn't be a scammer? I, I just don't understand that part because we do know that there has been some things that are questionable that she's been pretty aggressive with Michael on camera. Um, so I just wonder, I just wonder what happened and what the well, real situation is. That, you know, his family or whatever called within a day or two of him visiting, like the family, the police have been to their house already multiple times. So oh, it seems no. like TLC probably knew some of this was going on. Like it almost like, this reality reckoning of all of this and then the stuff that's going on with Andy Cohen, which we're definitely going to chat about soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm just wondering why is TLC not coming out with some sort of statement? Like they need to tell us something. Instead, they're just ignoring this. Yeah. They're being really quiet. It seems like they're really tiptoeing around this. So, yeah. and a lot of people are talking about it. So yeah. Yeah. It does kind of make you wonder, with the reality reckoning and all the this Andy lawsuits coming out, you know, are these production companies trying to be more careful about what they're putting out there and what they're allowing? I, I don't know. There's I mean, been a lot. Line. I even saw a TMZ where they had caught Lisa Vanderpump outside the airport yesterday and they were asking about what she thinks about the lawsuit. Of course, she was protecting Andy Cohen, saying, I've partied with him a lot. He's never done coke. I've never seen him. He would never do such a thing, she said. Um, but then the 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 interviewer is like, well, we know that alcohol, people are more fun with alcohol. And she's like, I don't know. I'm always sober and I'm fun. So there is a part where you want the craziness and the whatever. But, you know, and some of that is produced and like encouraged with like liquid courage of alcohol or things like that. But when you get into <clears throat> when you get into physical, mental, emotional abuse, locking doors, trapping people, all of those kind of accusations, that just takes it up a whole notch. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that um, I don't think that there's a lot of people that disagree with that. There should be like mental health advocates and that, you know, this is a work environment and that they should be taken care of and be respected and, and have the help that they need. Um, but it, but at the same time, that's a huge part of the show is that there are parties and events where alcohol is served. And um, I think that's more of a case of people really having to advocate for themselves, which is difficult if you have a disease, you know, if you have issues with that. Um, yeah. This is kind of some, like kind of what Luann was saying. I saw her on TMZ as well, kind of defending Andy Cohen. Um, and she had some moments on the show that, you know, were could be considered exploitative, you know, her yeah. really dark, deep moments. Um, and, and she's still kind of defending him and saying, you know, people need to advocate for themselves. And sometimes it's hard to not drink, but if you can't be in that situation, it's your job to remove yourself, not your employer necessarily. So I think that's a tricky one. Um, yeah, it I is, don't know. I, I think with reality TV, when you said workplace environment, it's even hard for me to think of them as in a workplace environment, but they are. So when these yeah. accusations came out from Leah McSweeney that, you know, 
Andy Cohen offered her Coke right before Watch What Happens Live, you think, oh, well, that's probably no big deal. Then you're like, wait a minute. Maybe that yeah. is a big deal. That is kind of obviously you're about to do a TV show, like the blurred lines of becoming friends and Right. Yeah, and that's what I thought. My, too, right? my first reaction was like, does anybody think that's, I mean, is, are people surprised by that? I didn't think it was a big deal or a big revelation that that might happen. But then when you think, oh, that's technically their boss, how would I feel? I don't know. I, it's just, it's just so much all at once. Um, I also saw Lisa Vanderpump talking about the Raquel Le or Rachel Levis suing Tom and Ariana. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of being conservative about that too and acting like she didn't really know what was going on, that she didn't know that Rachel was filmed unconsensually. Um, and I was just like, Lisa, why are you playing into that? Come right. on, these, these interviews, I don't know. I felt I like surprised. maybe she was distracted. I felt like she was at the airport. She had a shit ton of, of luggage with her. So she must have come from right. some big trip. I don't even know what it was. You could see uh, Ken in the background waiting by their car. You know, he's got one dog in his hand. She's got a dog <laughs> in her hands. Look like about seven pieces of luggage. She's like pushing by herself. And I'm like, where are your people? Where are your handlers, Lisa Vanderbilt? Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I agree with you. She was definitely acting like, oh, wait, I didn't know. She Girl, they know everything. She and we Ken, know how smart they are Lisa mama is. and papa Vanderpump rules. They know all the juice. We know that she has an understanding of, of yeah. that lawsuit. So I was surprised to see, see that as well. Yeah. But, um, and it just doesn't stop. This week was a lot with all that. It was a lot. And even like Rachel Levis, uh, I don't know, even her Instagram, like she's reposting a bunch of stories about her story, which is kind of weird. Like, like if you want, if you're for your own mental health, if you're trying to move on, I don't know. Okay. This is going to sound victim blaming and I don't mean it to, I just mean, I'm trying to understand it. If she is trying to move on, if she kept extending her stay in this mental health facility, if she ended things pretty much without talking to him, to Tom Schwartz, or Sandoval, you know, for her own, whatever, then why do a podcast about this? Why sue? I had literally forgotten about this masturbation of it all. And I wanted to forget about that. I don't, I'm 50 years old, honey. I do not want to think about them FaceTiming and masturbating to each other uh, because they can't, because they're cheating on each other. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. And now I can't unremember, un, you know, and now it's, it yeah, now it's front it page news lawsuit. being reposted. Yeah. I kind of, with the, with this lawsuit coming out, I was kind of wondering if maybe Rachel um, would have played the game of Scandival a little bit differently if this video didn't exist. And I don't mean to call it a game, but like they were all monetizing off of it and they were all sure. getting their publicists to work hard to get them the best deals. Um, and I'm wondering if, you know, if it was a text message that Ariana found or something that Rachel would have had a little bit more footing to really get her story out initially. Because if you think that these people possibly have this video of you, that's completely vulnerable video. Uh, I can see why she kind of ran away, went to a treatment center, shut down, didn't say anything for a couple months, probably in fear that it just takes one click for that video to get out there. Yeah. So I'm wondering if she, 
if that's kind of why we're seeing it so late in the game now, that now she feels like she's represented better, that she um, knows that that video is not going anywhere. And so she kind of can tell her truth. I don't know any of that. That's just kind of my speculation on why it's happening so much later. But I do feel like if that video didn't exist, we might have heard from Rachel a little bit sooner. She might have stood up for herself a little bit stronger. I don't know, though. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just think that the reposting of the news, like talking about it and everything, is just kind of weird. It's a lot. To re to re I'm like, are you trying to move past this? Or are you not? Like, what is your career goal? I mean, last I heard, she wanted to be like a physical therapist or something, right? For, to What's help the children, that shit went out the door. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't heard about that, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have been listening to Rachel Goes Rogue, her podcast. And, oh, tell me. I've been trying to keep up to date on it, but now that this lawsuit came out, I'm just kind of like, what? Was it good I at mean, all? it's interesting. There, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. So she does talk about, um, I mean, there's information just kind of a little bit about her and James's relationship, which I think is worth listening to. Um, you know, she she's telling her side of the story. And I always think it's important to get all sides of the story, right? Absolutely. There's always three sides. Um, and so that's the biggest reason that I think it's it's worth listening to is because there are different sides of the story. It doesn't mean that she's telling the complete truth, but it also doesn't mean that they were telling the complete complete truth. Um, and you kind of have to piece it together for yourself, what you believe, you know, and what you yeah. think is really genuine. Um, so Does she ever say anything or allude to any physical domestic abuse from James? Because she know, does allude to Kristen it. Kristen came I, flat out and said, it's not alleged. Like Kristen yeah. has absolutely said it. Yeah, well, she has alluded to it on her podcast. Um, I think that the biggest thing now is that it came out in this lawsuit. There's actually stuff about James in this lawsuit against Tom and Ariana. Um, and she detailed that they remember they had that big fight on Thanksgiving. Uh, she talked about in season 10 where her and James, James was at her family's house, right. you know, her, her parents, her extended family were there. They got into an argument. He was really mad at her mom and dad. Um, and in this civil document, the lawsuit document, it says that at that time, James got so mad at her mom that he kicked their family dog four times right. in front of everybody. Um, and so I think that that's kind of the beginning of her telling what actually happened. And of course, wow. that's with the dog. Uh, but I wonder if there's more to come out about herself, right? You know? Yeah. 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 So well, and Allie, even this season, you know, Allie uh, seems to want to say, but she's like, oh, no, it's really bad. Like, I cannot if James wants to tell you about this, Lala, but it was really bad what happened to make him try to uh, be sober again. That right. And, and then he says, uh, right, then we see James saying, yeah, Allie had to pack up the cats and leave the house. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm frozen or you're frozen for me. I know. I'm hoping the audio is okay. I think it should be. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I can okay. see you now. Okay, let's go. Uh, Wendy Williams. So I know we both watched that. You actually went live. Do you plan to go live on TikTok again? Because that was actually so fun. 
Yeah, so I plan on doing a little live show. I'm calling it Nat at Night, um, just for like big premieres. I love, as well as reality TV, I love documentaries and that kind of thing. So I plan to, for big premieres like that, go live. You can watch it with me. And then we talk during the commercials. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch it with people, even though that was a very, very heavy one. The first one I did was Wendy. Um, hoping the next time will be a, bit, a little bit lighter. So stay tuned to my socials because um, I'll be posting, you know, when when those are going to be happening. But yeah, the Wendy stuff, that was really, really heavy, really heavy documentary. Um, and I was glad to have people to watch it with. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Um, it, you know, because we could just talk in comments when the show was live. And then on commercials, we were chatting and you were chatting. So that was really fun. Um, also, though, and I think like we both said, Everyone just wants people that they have things in common with. So Bravo is so huge. There's, I, I've got a lot of friends I can chat Bravo about. But when you get into like documentaries like Wendy Williams or 90 Day Fiance, smothered. I mean, you know, like you really get into the depths of reality TV. Yeah. You start feeling like, am I the only one watching this show? Like, where are my people? So I think when you do these TikTok lives, it, when you did that one with Wendy Williams, it was fun to realize, oh, there's a group of us. We actually want to hang out and chat and watch this documentary together. So, yeah, yeah just was... to see that people care. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just nice. I same thing. I thought like I am the only one that's seen every episode of Housewives and every episode of Teen Mom. Like my <laughs> siblings make fun of me for it all the time. And so to see that there are other people out there and to find those people is like such a cool way to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, we know the Wendy Williams got dark, especially episodes one and two. Let's talk about three and four though. I want to know your thoughts on when Wendy Williams called and her sister Wanda was being interviewed for the documentary. Her daughter, um, Alex had her phone realizes it's, it's Wendy Williams. Cause apparently and that's what we keep hearing is that Wendy is the only one that can make the phone calls. I guess phone calls can't get into her. Right. So they're really at her mercy of when she's going to call and how often she's going to call. I was disappointed that Wanda didn't take that opportunity to let us hear her voice because she did say she's doing so much better. Yeah, I was wondering. That's such a huge part of the documentary, I think. Um I was kind of wondering if how real it was. I mean, I believe that it was real, but I think that they really wanted that in there to make the pivotal point that Wendy is in contact with her sister and that they are keeping record of what's going on with the Guardian. And they didn't say that it was the Guardian that they were talking about in that phone call, but I felt like that was almost the whole point of the documentary was to get the point across to the guardian that Wendy is doing a little bit better and they are starting to document this and that she does want to be in contact with her family. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that that was like, they did that for a very specific reason. Um, and there might've been a reason that we didn't hear Wendy, but that they really wanted to like get that point across that, the renewal for the guardianship is coming up this year and that yeah. Wendy is calling her sister. Um, Cause we've heard a lot that, you know, yeah, that she wasn't able to, that her family isn't able to contact her. Wendy can contact them and who knows how much she was doing that. So um, I think that there was a lot of people who didn't watch 
you know, had a really hard time watching the documentary or thought that it was too exploitative to watch. And I think I wish that they, at least those people would see that scene and know that there was a bigger picture for the documentary and letting the guardian know that Wendy is documenting what's going on and that this needs to change. Um, So as hard as it was to watch, I do hope that like some change comes for Wendy because she obviously deserves it in the position that she's in. I just, Nat, I just felt like they could, that was their, that was their opportunity to bring it on to a little bit more positive note and to show that Wendy is doing better and to let us hear her voice, how quickly Wanda was talking to her. Let me know that she was able to talk to Wendy quickly and, and Wendy was able to be confident, was with it to talk. So I was like, wait a minute, if you're speaking this quickly to her and you're getting off the phone with her so willy nilly, that means, you know, she's going to call back often. So why don't we want to hear that? Why don't we want to know another time was when Wendy called her. Now we think ex manager will, because didn't news come out that the will is gone. And so is the, um, Sean, the, the public. Yeah, Sean's gone. Like, boy, do I want to talk to Sean. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, but when, when she called Will and he also got off the phone with her real quick, I'm like, we want to hear that phone call that things are doing well, that she's speaking. Yeah, we want the proof almost. Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah, have been. Like we, it was a we, great way to end the documentary on a positive note. But also that was going to be the most current because they stopped filming right. with Wendy in April of 2023. These other recordings were done with like her sister, you know, Will, um, in September, October of 2023, right? That's kind of the last yeah. update we were going to get about that. Yeah, yeah. It is too bad that we didn't really get the proof that she's sounding better or more, you know, with it. Um, ah, man, I just, I don't know. I, I think, I'm not sure what to say about I it. Know. It's just, 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 it just got so dark and deep and... Um, it's almost like a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. Because now we think that there is hope that she's at least doing a little bit better or at least a little bit a lot better. I mean, the only um, one I've heard, I think entertainment tonight, I think her brother Tommy did a, an interview and said she's doing really well, but why can't we have a five second clip of Wendy? You know, she put out or somebody put out this audio or this, this, uh, this statement that she was doing better and she thanked everyone for their prayers. I would like a little quick video. Yeah. Yeah. I I wonder if, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see her again on screen at all. That's kind of how I'm feeling about it. I just, I, I hope that she is able to go with her family and recover and and get the medical help that she needs. And if we're lucky enough to see her on our screen in any capacity again, I would be so happy. I I love her. Oh my God. to do the work that she did and get up every single day and be with a live audience and doing a show on that level. I mean, what she has done is amazing. And um, there's a lot of people rooting for her. So for sure, for sure. 
There's not a lot of people rooting for Dorit, though. What did you think about Dorit's Red Riding Hood uh, outfit at the Beverly Hills reunion this past week? I didn't think that was the best choice, especially going into the reunion with the issues she's had this season. Yeah. I think she could have made a different choice. And then with Andy Cohen being upset with her that they had to wait two hours for her dress to get sewn on. I don't think it's looking good for Dorit. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I am curious. So they get three episodes out of this reunion. So I am curious what ends up happening if we end up learning more about Kyle and Kyle and Morgan. I don't know. Did you watch the Miami reunion? Yeah. No, I didn't. I have to confess. I'm not really a Miami. I watched the original Miami when it first came out back in the Mama Elsa days. Um, but I am not. Same. Current oh, on Mama that. Elsa, my girl. <laughs> the oh, good old Mama days. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have not seen. Same, I know people now. love it. So a lot of it is the same ladies on, but you're right. I have run out of time and I haven't been watching. When it came back to Peacock, I was like, ah, I, I, I don't want to watch it. Um, I watched the reunion because it did give you an update just enough. I do not understand this whole Marcus and Larsa thing, though. He's there in the, the green room, like making comments. I'm like, what are you there for? Like, it's like they can't be separated more than two seconds. It's so weird. That is weird. Yeah, people are so invested in that, too. I just, uh, I'm not on that bandwagon yet. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's not that great, but, you know. And then they let uh, Adriana, who's been on the forever, she gets up and reads some weird poem. It was just weird. <laughs> on the just, reunion? Yes. Oh. Like, I mean, like a minute long. It was so bizarre. So bizarre. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That well, thank so you funny. so much for coming on with me today. Remind everybody your socials on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, so you can find me at You Know Nat on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, keep an eye out there for my live shows. We'll be going live uh, Nat at night. Um, my regular content on TikTok. I have some exciting things coming up in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out there. And thank you so much for having me, Sarah. This was so much fun to get a chance to actually talk to you in real time. I always uh, try to stop in your lives and love watching you there. So to get a chance to talk has been so much fun. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Nat. Have an amazing weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.